0: Yes Look at what Moses is saying Moses is saying I will make you into a what? A great nation Tell your neighbor You're greater than you think Oh you you, you didn't mean that Tell another neighbor Your blessing is closer than you think I will make you into a great Oh here we go a great nation. Some the reason you're not totally excelling is because you don't think you're great. You have allowed excuses to suffocate the possibility of who God really created you to be. And I will bless you. Yeah, so I make you a great nation, then I will bless you. Now look what he says next. And I will make you what? God, God has told Moses three things in, in in one verse. I'll make you a great nation. I will bless you, and your name shall be great. And you will be a what? Blessing. Four things that's gonna take place. Four four things that's gonna take place. I'll be a great nation. God's gonna bless me. He's gonna make my name great, and I'll be a blessing. Building generational wealth. But today the subtopic is stewardship. Are you trustworthy? Oh my God! Are you trustworthy? Yes! Are you trustworthy? Stewardship. Father, we thank you from whom all blessings flow. Oh, let your spirit fall fresh in this place. Have your way, God. You are so deserving to be praised. Now this morning, speak through William, God. Speak like you've never spoken before through Mr. McDaniels as he come forth today from Edward Jones. Lord, we thank you in advance for what you've done, what you're doing, and getting ready to do. I thank you that you use us so you can't use us no more. We're willing vessels from this point on, God and you shall get the glory, honor, and praise. Thank you for being omnipotent and omnipresent. We thank you this morning that all power is in your hands. Thank you for awakening us. We will not disappoint you. We shall invest in you today through our praise and our worship through being attentive, God. Oh, we're ready to receive this morning. Let no one leave this place the same way they came. Fear knows our name no more. We call those things which be not as though they were. We're stepping out into uncharted waters. In Jesus' name we pray. Let the church say amen. Amen. High five two or three people and say, uh, are you trustworthy? Are you trustworthy? That, that's the wrong one. You know they ain't about Then Go to somebody else and, and high five them and ask them, are you tra- You know the you first one you high five, you know they weren't worthy. That's your cut, buddy. That's your cut, buddy. You didn't have to high five the first one. You knew the answer for them. You know they ain't about nothing. credit jacked up from the flow up. You don't. Wait, don't don't waste your high fives. Don't don't. <laughs> Mother Ann said you're right. I shouldn't have never high fived you. Don't 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 waste your high fives when in the church make them count. Yeah, are you trustworthy? Stewardship, church. Is, is what we're dealing with today as we continue with the series Building Generational Wealth. Building generational wealth. Just two things I would like to cover from last week. Dave Ramsey, one of my favorites, said again Gain control of your money, or the lack of it will forever control you. Gain control of your money, or the lack of it will forever control you the last thing would be from Thomas Jefferson and I'm quoting never spend your money before you earn it never spend your money before you earn it how many people we have who have already spent your income tax check you haven't gotten it yet but when they told you how much you was getting back you had already started putting I need a better church You've already started planning. We're going to do this, this, this. I need this, that, and the other. Already start putting it out there. Setting yourself up for disappointment. When you start looking at things of that nature, you're not preparing yourself. You're wishing on something. You have hope in something instead of making that something come into fruition. I'm so glad we got Mr. McDaniels here this morning from Edward Jones. God bless. We can do better than that. Amen. If it were Beyonce, you'd be up here in Cotwheels and Lil Wayne, the women, all the women would be up sashaying. We just want to make sure that the application, that the sermon and application, as they tie in, as I met him this morning, beautiful spirit, extremely educated man. What makes him unusual is the fact that he has a heart to bless and help anybody that he's not in it just for himself. And we'll talk about this a little bit in stewardship for the 30 minutes that I have this morning. Excited. Thank you, sir, for coming. We're glad to have you. In stewardship, when I was young, money was hard to come by in my family. I came from a single-parented mother. It was hard to come by. Uh, We weren't poor. We were poor. James, I wish I didn't have to say that, but it's the truth. God, y'all keep my mom in your prayers as she's been in the hospital with pneumonia. But if she was here this morning, she would have amen that. We weren't poor. We were poor. Poor a little bit more defined than poor. Poor is a little sophisticated I don't have right now. Poor meant we didn't have, and we were praying that we could see the future. That, That was poor. We knew that it was temporary. It was a temporary glitch in our lives. But that didn't change the reality that time was, the times were still difficult. And a lot of times in life, you know that there's better out there, but it never changes where you are. You can think whatever you want to think, but until you become a doer, you never get to where God has you to be. And that's where we were, we were doers. So it was during this time that we earned extra income by helping my mom. She was a nurse back then, and we would help her after hours clean up the doctor's houses. We would help my mom. The four of us would go over there in the evening. She would get off work, come home and get us. we will get in that station wagon and we will ride over to the doctor's houses down by Piedmont. And they had these beautiful houses back then. We we were living out off of Cleveland Avenue. And to go down there to clean up was, was one thing. I felt honored, if it may sound a little bipolar, to clean up these houses because I was in a space I hadn't been. Because I got to see firsthand what happens, what takes place when you are a good steward. And we used to go around, and we would help my mom clean up the house and vacuum. I'm in there vacuuming, and somebody else in there, you know, my mom washing the dirty clothes, and we're trying to make up the beds, and the sooner we, quicker we help my mom, the quicker we can get out of there. She would always stop by the donut place and buy a dozen of donuts for us after we finish. It wasn't much, but it was a lot to us. We were poor. But one thing I noticed about my mom, my mom wouldn't really let us touch nothing at that house that had, if it didn't have nothing to do with being cleaned. See, my mom knew that those doctors would be coming home, and she wanted to make sure that everything in their house, watch this here, stayed in place. Some of you let your kids go over people's house and they hate to see you and your kids coming. And and when that happens, what it shows is that this is what you teach your children at the crib. Just like people who, who proclaim to be saved, at some point in their life when their finances are out of whack, it shows that they don't have no spiritual home training. That they don't have spiritual home training because it's evident in how undisciplined they are. So they are not good stewards, and we make excuse as to why we broke. But my mom wasn't letting us touch things because though we cleaned, those things still wasn't ours. My mom's biggest concern was to make sure we cleaned this house so we could continue to generate this revenue and make sure we didn't take nothing that didn't belong to us. what she made her job was to remind us that this stuff was not ours we were only visiting she understood looking over the affairs and the property of another was vital even in cleaning somebody else's house my mom was teaching her children stewardship now there was a guy named john wesley And John Wesley, for those in here, I know the the minister's already excited because he's like, oh, John Wesley. John Wesley was a European theologist. Now, he was one that was really changing and making the movement with the Methodist church. He had a good bit of money. He was well-to-do. And one day, his house started to burn to the ground. His house was burning to the ground. The people told John, your house just burned to the ground. John Wesley says something that was very interesting, Shante. He tells the people, that's impossible. He, he, he says, now, that is impossible. Oh, my God. How can your house be burning down and you're in denial? We would we label somebody like that. It's crazy. Your house burning down. That's impossible. Man, I just laid eyes on your house. Your house is burning down is what they were telling John Wesley. John Wesley comes back and reply, That's impossible. It's not my house that's burning, burning down. John said again, that's impossible. John said, you see, watch this here. I don't own this house. He said, I don't own this house. God gave me a place to live. This thing's going to get real good. John Wesley, though, he was a a scholar in theology. He had come to the conclusion that no matter what you have, it ain't yours. He he, he said, this house is not mine. God just allowed me to live in it. The problem with the church people is when God allow us to to be a steward over something, we want to take ownership. And it is never ours. James, we buy the house, but we don't own the land. We still pay taxes on the land that we're claiming this is my house. If it's mine, why I got to still pay on it? I buy tennis shoes. I don't have to pay no more taxes. I pay them one time and that's it. But I got land on the house. The government always got you clamped down with the good old Uncle Sam tax. Yet you claim that what God has allowed you to be a steward over is yours. We work harder to obtain a house than we do to maintain salvation. We want to claim, I got a house. And you never see people in the church say, I'm saved. They don't go in the street and say, I'm saved. I got saved over at 1515 Metropolitan Avenue, Church God in Christ. They never say that, but they can tell you the house they live in. I'm going to preach this. Because we are so in tune with a house and the intangibles until we forget that God only gave it to us to allow us the opportunity to show that we can be good stewards. If a house was that important, he would allow Jesus to have a house. While he roamed there for 33 and a half years, but Jesus didn't have a house. Let's me know that a house is only important to the flesh. Preaching this thing better than they responding, but I'm going to preach it anyway. Somebody look at a neighbor and say, stewardship, are you trustworthy? It's never about what you own because you don't own nothing. It's about what God can trust you. with John said you see I don't own this house God gave me a place to live in Now now he says this he said I only manage the house for him Oh somebody say John Wesley Yeah John Wesley it ain't my house I only manage the house for him this ain't my church when it say pastor, it means that God has put me in a place to, to, to oversee the sheep. But it ain't my sheep. Because when I die, all the sheep will die with me. But you'll realize then the sheep didn't love you like they said they did because they don't want to die with you. Okay, I got some. I see what y'all. I got some stuck up Christians in here today. That's okay, but we're going to get to you eventually. But it's the truth. Stewardship, this is not my church. Me and my wife, as we celebrated eight years with the church, God bless you, give yourselves a hand. on Wednesday night, y'all gave a beautiful a beautiful dinner for us here at the church. We were surprised, and I know everybody didn't get to speak, but we felt your hearts. We felt your heart, not by what you would have got up and said in the microphone anyway. We appreciate your heart by how you took care of the church. Because people make the mouth say anything. People get caught up, I didn't get to talk. No, we, we love you, and I know you love us because you showed how you taking care of you a good steward over this thing. So I, you know, if you didn't get to talk, I love you anyway. Love you more than others who probably talk because your action speaks louder than your words. We wouldn't have had eight years if y'all weren't here. Yeah, quiet people paying their tithes, don't miss. Every time we got something, they're trying to uh, contribute to it. We we appreciate that. We thank you because you're truly exemplifying what God has preordained as a part of the definition for stewardship. You're maintaining what God has given you. Now, Now, here's the thing, Mr. McDaniel. We always want more when we haven't proven to God that we can handle less. I ain't talking about just money. Uh, I want a man. That's the, yes, women, now, what, what you want? I want a man. You don't, you don't have everything down to keep him. You can get him. That's where the one-night stand came from, Barry. When the man got with the woman and realized she didn't have all the resources he needed to retain him, so he got with her that night, experimented on her, and dipped. See, the women won't amen that. They, they won't amen. I can't stand it. They, they won't amen that. Y'all, y'all know, keep your hand down, one-nighters. Hate hey, I have to be like this in front of company. God, I, I excuse us. But you're you about to get used to excuses, Excuse us, Mr. McDaniel. But that's just the way, if I don't preach to them like that, they don't understand nice. They love it nasty. We got people that got saved because of nasty preaching. That's just the truth. That's what he gave me. He, now watch this here. He, John Wesley says, I only managed a house for him, Dorsey. He says, if he, God, didn't put the fire out, then that's his problem. Oh, you talking about a connection. He said, that's his problem. He will have to put me somewhere else. When you're taking care of God's stuff, no matter what comes in your life, it doesn't matter. Uh, that's not my problem. That's God's problem. I've done my part by showing God that I was faithful over a few things. Jesus. So God got to make me ruler over much. I don't care the hell that's becoming before me. How it look, I'm going to continue to be a good steward. So my expectation is great. My appetite is great because I'm a good steward of what God has given me. You want a great family? Take care of your wife and kids. Be a great father. Be a great husband. You want a manager's job? Be a great worker. You don't move up until you're a good steward. And those who get the hook up when they move up, make a mess. Uh, ask me how I know. Look at number 45. Politics have become so up ish We're not earning it. We're favoritizing it which means I promise you what I'll do for you if elected by you. I don't earn it no more by good stewardship. It's all about the hookup. I heard the other day that number 45 told the people when he changed some of the tax laws that were rich, uh, I just they got this on tape, I just earned y'all a whole lot of money. In other words, don't forget what I did when it's time to vote again. He's not living off of good stewardship. He's living off of favors. I wish I didn't have to say this, but it's true. Oh, God, I ain't got but 10 minutes. I ain't going to finish. Amen. But it's the truth. Look at John Wesley. John Wesley, he, he, he said, he will have to put me somewhere else. John, see, John Wesley understood that he could use something without possessing it. John Wesley understood that I can use something without possessing it. We're too possessive. A man marry a woman, he want to know everywhere she at, where she at, how she... Okay. Okay, let me stop, because I might not have nobody next week but me, the piano player, and the drummer. She's yours, but you don't own her. The Lord owns her. You could never own what you can't afford. Who stewardship. Tell somebody, this is going to be nasty. I might not get through it all today, but I'm going to put some on you. You're going to smell of this sermon before you leave. It's the truth. John Wesley understood, I can have this, but I don't have to possess it. Think about demons. Demons come in to do what? They try to possess for a period of time to cause destruction, but they know when they enter into somebody's temple, they'll never own them. See, they know that. They got the thing down back. They understand stewardship. It's the so-called camouflage Christians that don't understand. Stewardship. If we understood stewardship, we'll understand the sacrifice that goes into the spirit and not the flesh. So that brings up the question, why we're more induced with the intangibles of the flesh than we are the spirit? Why? And we, we're sitting here now saying, I, I understand stewardship, that you have to be trustworthy. Trustworthy of what? Stewardship. It's more than money. It has to be more than money because the Bible says a good name is better than money. A good name gets you something at value. Bad name don't mean you can't get it. You're just going to pay more for it. You can have it, but at what cost? What cost? Is it worth it? I bought this Hyundai for $50,000, it's a 19, I mean it's a 1917, yeah, for $50,000, four-year-old Hyundai, $50,000, that's not ethical, that's not being a good steward, and the problem is, at this juncture, you don't have the say-so over it. Because your name has already spoke for you. How many have been somewhere and you, you went in there and you were praying that you got approved for that card? I was at Sears and I was standing in line, me and my wife, and we wanted something and we, we ain't got the capital right now, the cash. Uh, let's stand and see if we can get approved for the credit card. And, and we was in line. And the people seemed like they were taking so long, I started getting, it don't take much for me to get aggravated, I'm, I'm, especially when I'm on the hot seat like that, because I'm trying to prove that I'm a good steward knowing that I'm, I'm, I'm lackluster. Yeah. And we're sitting there, and those people, they getting all the information. I'm like, hurry up, man, just name and social. That's all you need, name and social. That's all you need to know about me, the name and the social. The name and the social is going to tell everything that's going on about me. We're in the Sears line. All we want is this new Frigidaire. We can pay for it, but not all at one time. And the people taking so long, now people getting in line behind us. Now I'm looking like, now I'm sweating because I have put myself in a situation to where I can't dictate it. Because my choices caused the world to see that though I had a name, it didn't have no value. Good steward. Put you in bad places. When you use your credit card and you ain't got the seven dollars on it, but you know I can go over to get this gas until I get paid. Who am I talking to? Oh, you ought to stand up one time on that. I should have got one on that. Uh, ding, ding, I got the organ on that will help me move. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah, move yeah, it, move it, move it, move it, move it. I'm at the pump playing hide-go-seek. I got $7, but I'm going to fill this joker up. I'm going to go over my line of credit because of what I need right now because of the decision I made last Saturday has caused me not to be a good steward. I wish I didn't have to preach this. We don't understand how to build our finances. We don't understand the discipline it takes. Now, we, we, don't want, we, we hear it, but we don't want to listen because it requires something of you. Yeah, you want everything, but don't want to work for it. Get away from People who want everything and don't want to work for it. If it's your husband that want everything and don't want to work for it, get away from him. If it's your wife who want everything and don't want to work for it, run. If your children want everything and don't want to work for it, play high and go seek, never find me. You got friends who always got the hand pointed north, become invisible. Move. Because I promise you, When you start hanging with people who are not willing to invest what you're willing to invest, that means at some point you're going to lose. That's why we got Mr. McDaniel here. I'm trying to surround myself with people that are smarter than me so that the church can grow. Who's tired of being the big fish in a little pond? Stand up and sit back down. I'm tired of being the big fish in a little pond. I want to be the the little fish in a big ocean. Surrounding myself with people smart. I had a beautiful, didn't even want to let him go in the office. I want to keep him to myself. Because y'all ain't going to do right. Y'all not going to do what he tell you to do. You're going to get over there and lie to him. Know your income ain't what you're going to tell him. Because you are trying to be impressionable. Instead of being... Christ-like. Christ, Christ never had nothing. Never had a house to sleep in. The Bible say when he was getting ready to go down on Palm Sunday into Jerusalem, he had to borrow a horse. Uh, had to borrow a donkey. And he still went in with class. He, he got on sideways. He knew the donkey didn't make him. The donkey's value increased because of who was on him. People should feel privileged when your name is signed or co-signed to something because you have enhanced the value because of being a great steward. Yeah, yeah, that's why you have to make sure that you protect your name at all costs. Yes, yeah, just like Jesus protected his at all costs. The anointed one, Jesus. The anointed one, Christ and his anointing. The anointed one and his anointing. He was protecting his name because he understood that in spite of, people wouldn't listen to why he didn't do right. They would slander his name. What happened, thank you Holy Ghost, when he was up and could have been freed by the law of the Jews that the Romans wanted to put forth to free him. They say, whoever the people cheer for, Pontius Pilate said, whoever the people cheer for, that's who we're free. They can let one person free during the time of Passover every year. You have Jesus over here. Somebody say Jesus. Jesus. And you have somebody over here named Barabbas. Barabbas didn't have nothing going for him. The Romans, Pontius Pilate put it in the people's hands. Don't tell me everything ain't in the name. And the people cried out Barabbas, because he had a couple of his goons out there terrorizing everybody. Spiritual Sicarios. Terrorbi- you don't say it out. They were slapping women and beating them in the mouth. Read your Bible. Anybody who was hollering Jesus. They had to let Barabbas go. Watch this here, because his name was being called more than. It's all in the name. It's all in the name. I I had psychological issues when I was young because my last name was Wynn. So I always had to be at the end of the line. I was always struggling because I knew no matter how good I was, Riri, I'm telling you, this thing had me. My name was going to be the last one called. William Wynn. I always last to eat lunch. Get the leftovers. It was killing me psychologically, and I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't want to become accustomed to being the caboose. All because of my last name. You can't tell me that there's not power in a name. My power comes from the stewardship that I present that echoes my name. Women, you got to be careful when you're ready I think you're ready to take on a man's last name. The problem is, Brother McDaniel, we look at the women and the men. The women look at the man's waistline. Let that be a part of the dictation on whether she want to take his last name. They look at where he work. Then they, where you work, how much money you make. That all factors into the last Name. How tall is he? Uh, do he look like a walking penguin? Does he does he talk English, but he walk like a penguin? That's all part of making a determination whether I take on his last name. We never look at it and ask. Um, I don't mean to be. I'm not being nosy. I'm investing. What's your credit score? I thought I would have got more applause on that, but you know what? They don't even know what credit score is. (laughs) They credit score been so bad, so long, they don't even look at it. So they think everybody got a negative credit score. Those are the things that you have to ask people To dictate if they're a good steward. Not just in money, but in the work. How much do you read your Bible? Uh, I want to see if if you're a good steward. If you're not a good steward in studying to show yourself approved, if you can't study Jesus, the one who created you, how are you going to study me? How are you going to study me? But the problem today is we want to get everything on the hookup. We want to get sex on the hookup. Okay. You talk to people this day, they just want sex because they got a physical issue. I'm horny. We got children's church in here. That's why I have children's church. Because we got too many churches that won't deal with the issues of what's going on in the church. You know that the only reason you want to go out and invest in somebody's stewardship has nothing to do with them. Has to do with everything or how you feel. Yeah. 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 You no, how people can lay down with somebody and get back up as if nothing happened. And all they say, Ooh, I feel. I got my fix. I feel good now. I can go on two weeks. Should have called this the victims of stewardship. The victims of stewardship. Making decisions off of flesh. I got to quit. I got to quit. I got to quit. Let, Let me finish with John. John said if he didn't put the fire out, then that's His problem. He will have to put me somewhere else. John Wesley had a great insurance policy with God. He had a great insurance policy with God. In other words, I've been a great steward paying my bills. So now if destruction comes, it's not a distraction. It's an opportunity. God was taking me away from something that had caused me to become comfortable and moving me into a place of greater Next week, we're going to talk about that with Joseph and Potiphar. I couldn't get to it today, but I want to talk about that next week with Joseph and Potiphar. Over in the book of Genesis, how Joseph was put in a place where he was supposed to be a slave. But but instead of being a slave, he became a head because of his great stewardship. Even when a freak came at him. Potiphar's wife came at Joseph, tried to freak him. Joseph ran. Everybody run, ain't scared. When a lot of people don't answer your call, it ain't that they scared of you. They want to remain good stewards. And they know you're going to put them in a predicament. You're going to put them in a place that's going to bring that hell you know, out of you that you've been trying to kill. It was a giant, now it's a midget, but if you hang with them, that thing going to grow back into a teenager. You say, I got to stay away from you because if I keep hanging with you, you're going to cause me to lose all accreditation for my stewardship with God. And the church said, everybody stand to your feet. We'll get that next week. Put your hands together. I said, put your hands together. Bunch of lazy people. Don't want to, just want to eat and don't want (laughs) to. Ministers come. There may be someone today who need prayer. You doing good, reading.